we're here today and to all of our guests that are with us, God bless you and thank you for being here on this Sunday morning. You're at the right place. Amen. The Lord is with us and he's going to meet with us this morning. Amen. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. If you have your Bibles and would like to turn with us, we will take our text from 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Thank you to our great music team and worship leaders that have come this morning and uh, ushered us into the presence of the Lord. I tell you, I've felt the Holy Ghost in the house today. Those are not mere words, but I sense the presence of the Lord so powerfully already today. What a wonderful, I just want to make another plug along with Brother Spencer regarding our 714 prayer tomorrow night during the season of prayer and fasting. I always look forward to it, and last week I just so much enjoyed the opportunity to be able to lead prayer, and there was an incredible turnout to our 714 prayer, so I'm expecting wonderful things tomorrow night. Who knows what God is going to do? Amen. Of course, our service tonight with Brother Reading, we're in revival. We're in revival, and so our, each Sunday night we're going to be bringing you something special, and um, just believe in God's going to do wonderful things. And we're expecting, we're expecting great things tonight. Amen. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and I'm going to read two verses, and I've I've preached from this and read from this. Uh, so many times, and I felt the Lord draw me back here this mo- this morning. Excuse me, and we'll just see what He wants to speak to the church today. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse number seventeen. For our light affliction, everybody say our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Everybody say but for a moment. Worketh for us a far, a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The only way you can do that is through faith. The only way you cannot look at the things that are seen, but that which are not seen. Let me help you here for a minute while I'm reading my text. The only way that you can see the things that are not visible is through faith. The writer said, for we we do not look at the things which are seen. In other words, I'm not looking at my problem. I'm looking at the resolve. I'm not looking at my sickness. I'm looking toward my healing. For the things which are seen are temporal. What we're experiencing are now. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So everything that you see, everything that you experience, the pain in your body, the stress in your life, the problems you deal with, light afflictions, the apostle said, are but for a moment. But for a moment. Lord, help us this morning to preach what you have laid upon our heart. I pray, God, Your word and your power and your spirit rest upon this congregation today. I pray, Lord, that your word accomplishes the purpose for which you are sending it, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. 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 
the question was raised, why, why does God allow the devil to buffet us through afflictions? Why does God allow us to go through things that really make no sense in our lives today? First of all, I believe that Satan buffets us because God has confidence enough in us to allow us to go through some things because he knows we're not going to fail him. I've learned this. I can endure some things. Thank you, Spencer. I can endure some things that others may not be able to endure. I've learned how to endure some things. Anybody with me today? When I was 30 years old, I injured my back, and I've lived... 20 years, and of course last year had back surgery and had high hopes that things were going to be much better, and they have been much better, but certainly not without pain, and more recently I've been dealing with a lot of back pain uh, once again. So over the course of the last 20 years, I have learned to live with pain. Anybody, anybody understand what I'm talking about? In the flesh, somebody with back pain, somebody with knee pain, somebody with joint pain, somebody with emotional situations that you've just dealt with and you've had to learn how to deal with it. You've had to learn how to cope with it. And some days you feel like, I, I just, I, I can't deal with it anymore. Am I all by myself up here this morning? But you've had to learn how to deal with it. The Apostle Paul said that there was a thorn that was in his flesh. He prayed for God to deliver him from it, but God, for whatever reason, God chose not to deliver him from it. But the, he said, in it, God gave him grace to learn how to endure it. The same apostle is the one speaking to us, and he says that all of these things that we go through in life, they really are light afflictions. Sometimes the pain doesn't seem like light affliction. Sometimes the family situation doesn't seem like that it's just a light affliction. I've lived long enough to decide that I can pretty much deal with just about anything as long as I know that there is an end to it. I don't, some of you maybe just enjoy. I've heard strange people that enjoy go to, going to the dentist. Now, I love the feeling after I go to the dentist every six months for my, for my checkup and, and um, have my teeth cleaned. And I love the process. I, I love the, the end results. But I despise the process. But I, I have learned that Dealing with the dentist chair is just going to be for a few moments. But the end product, oh, nobody going to help me preach this morning. But the end product is worth the 45 minutes sit in the 
dentist chair. Because it's just for a moment. But the end result is going to be worth what we're going through. The Apostle Paul is trying to tell us that uh, everything that we deal with, the things that we see, the things that we experience in life, everybody say in life, everything we experience in life is temporal. I've dealt with back pain for 20 years, but it is temporal. I may have to deal with it for another 20 years. But it's still temporal. Because someday, this mortal is going to put on immortality. Mm. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. It's only temporal. Job, Job dealt with some horrible things, and he went through so many things in life. And I've wondered, how was it that Job dealt with things? And if you think you've gone through some things, just go read the book of Job. It is pronounced Job, not Job. You don't have to get nervous. He, he was in a constant state of intercession. No matter what Job went through, he maintained an attitude of pursuing righteousness. Watch this now. Too many of us walk through dark days in our life, whether it's dark days emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. When we walk through dark days, we lose our desire to continue to walk in righteousness. We let carnality overrun us. We feel like we have a right to get a bad attitude because of what we're going through. Because of what I'm dealing with gives me a right to abort God's perfect plan in my life? I, I would say, think not. I would rather deal with what is temporal and maintain righteousness and integrity with God because I understand what is eternal. So Job was diligent in avoiding evil. My question for us this morning is, is why that we allow temporal things in our lives to rob us of our joy, our peace, our contentment. Things that happen to us, they are very real, believe me. Just tell, tell somebody that's feeling pain in their body this morning that your pain is not real. Tell somebody who had a struggle to even get up and get to church this morning because of the trouble that you're going through, that that trouble is not real in your life. Tell that wife that had to get in a, about getting a fight to get out of the house to get to church this morning that her home life is not really disastrous. The writer didn't say that your problems are not real, that your trouble is not real. But what he did say is it is temporal. 
it is but for a moment. But there is another aspect of this that I want to explore today because do we realize that some trials are brought into our life by God himself? It may have been last weekend or week before last that I ask you a question. If you wouldn't have gone through the things that you went through last year, would you have prayed like you prayed? Would you have been steadfast in your faith like you were if everything would have gone good in your life? God sometimes allows us to go through some things. Did you notice that the Bible said that the children of Israel, when it's talking about the children of Israel, the scripture said that God suffered them to hunger? In other words, God allowed them to go through a season when they were wondering if God even knew where they were. I know none of you ever go through that season of wondering, does God even know what I'm going through? When you're awake all night dealing with anxiety and fear and struggling in your mind and you, you're, you're, you're pulling your own eyelashes out. You're struggling, you're worrying, you're fearful, you're struggling in every aspect of your life. You worry from morning to night and through the night. You're dealing with struggles, dealing with with fear, and at that moment you start wondering, God, do you know where I am? How foolish are we? But could it be that God is allowing us to go through some things because He's trying to prepare us for what He wants to do in our life? I said to my wife this morning, I have noticed that when we go through seasons of chaos in our lives, that just shortly following some of the greatest seasons of chaos, when there is confusion and chaos in our minds and in our lives, that God gives us moments of absolute clarity. When we go through seasons that we question God and can't understand, and we go through that season, we come out the other side, and it seems like, wow, I, I see so clearly now. The rain is gone. Anybody with me today? See, you can't see clearly when the storm clouds are overhead. But once you get through that season, I'm speaking to somebody today that may be walking through a season of heaviness. It's just a season. You may be walking through a season of pain. It's just a season. How long is the season? I don't know. How long is the test? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I can't speak into your answer, but I can speak into the resolve that there is another side to the test. I'm talking to anybody today that knows sometimes God will let you get in trouble. Sometimes God will let you go through seasons of hunger. He, he, he will stand before the, the, the Red Sea and, and, and the Egyptian army. It's pressing in on you and God's just standing there. Mm-hmm. You see, he could part 
the Red Sea before we ever get there. But maybe we couldn't handle such provision. See, I think God, God tests us with little momentary moments. Let, let me explain to you why that sometimes you have moments and seasons of success followed by seasons of struggle. Because the season of great success and great joy and great fulfillment is God testing how you're going to handle it. And if you don't handle that season right, he says, I'll put you back in the pit. I'll put you back in the struggle. The issue is, is this too shall pass. Because it's all but for a moment. And so when you're going through the season of, of blessing and the season of, of anointing and the season of joy and the season of, wow, man, I can just get used to this. But if you don't handle that season right, God will just move you back into the season of testing. Because he said you did not, you did not handle. Because maybe the blessings of God in your life is part of the test. Because if you can't handle the season of blessing, the season of more than enough, if you don't handle it right, he says, i got to send you back through some testing to remind you where you came from, to remind you of what I brought you out of. That's why when we get in the season of blessing and the season of more than enough and the season of joy, we've got to maintain our integrity and our walk with God. We've got to maintain our prayer life. Although things are going good in our life, we've got to maintain it and understand if I lose what got me to where I am, I'll get back to where I was. So the only way that you're going to get back to the place of blessing and the place of anointing and the place of usefulness is for you to get back to the, the things, back to the basics of what got you there to begin with. Because chances are we walked away from everything that brought us to the season of blessing when we got there because we weren't ready for it. That's why... That's why I think we have to be very careful because too much too quickly can make us quickly start thinking it was us that got us there. It was my gifting that got me there. It was my talent that got me there. And the Lord said, I can show you real quickly. It's just about time we think we've got everything figured out. The Lord can just reach down there and point his finger one time. He can just, he can just drop one little, one, one little piece of bacteria into your system and say, mm-hmm. Get through this on your own. And when you're down to nothing, the Lord says, okay, I'll remove that from you. Now I'm going to place anointing on you because I'm trying to prove something in you that you're going to have to learn to trust me through the trial. And when all is going well, you're still going to keep trusting me. You're still going to be faithful to me. You're not going to reach a point of thinking, I can do this on my own. So some, some of the things we go, in, we go through, most of what we go through is God proving us 
at that time. But it is all just temporal. The word temporal means for a while. Or it's for a season. It's a short while. It's only lasting for a short period of time. And, and here's what the Lord said. That it may do thee good at thy latter end. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. The trouble won't last always. The storm won't last always. The, emo the emotional battle that you may be feeling today is not eternal. It's temporal. It's but for a moment. The sickness is but for a moment. Your job may be making you miserable, but it's but for a moment. Go ahead and take a step of faith and step out and start trusting God and God will open a door for the next step for you. Pain is temporal. Quitting is eternal. It's temporary. You may be crying today, but you'll be smiling again. You may be broke today, but you'll have more than enough in a while. It's all just temporal. You're going through it today, but I told you it is only for a season. It's but for a moment. I've had them shut off the water at my house because they had to fix a water leak out in the street some time ago. It, it, it was just, it was so frustrating. I mean, how in the world? I don't know how folks used to live that didn't have water piped into their house. I woke up early one morning. I heard them out in the street beating and banging and knocking, and I get up, and it's barely daylight, and they're out cutting up the street in front of my house, and, and they, they have my water shut off, and I'm looking around, looking at how are we supposed to function here? No warning. We didn't get up and go tear out the plumbing. Rip out all the pipes. Because they were making a repair at the street. You don't tear out the plumbing in your house because your water gets shut off. But it's not doing me any good. No, not right at this moment. But it's just temporary. Oh, pastor, you're being silly this morning. No, I'm not. Because when we get in a season, we're, I, I'm just quitting on God. I'm tired of all this mess. I'm just sick of everything that I'm going through. It's just a season. It'd be just as silly for me to tear out my plumbing because I, and my water shut off for a little while. It's just for a season. It's but for a moment. It's temporary. Storms come through. The electricity goes off. You don't go tear down all the chandeliers in your house. Oh, pastor, you're being crazy this morning. No, I'm just pastoring today. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I think I'm just going to quit. The lights are going to come back on. It's but for a moment. Oh, I wish somebody would get what I'm preaching to you this morning. Life is full of temporary inconveniences. Nobody enjoys them. But the positive side of them is that you're going to get through it. And you're going to get out the other side of it. The wilderness was never intended to be fun for the children of Israel. It wasn't supposed to be comfortable, but they, instead of trying to get out of the wilderness, became comfortable in the wilderness. 
They wanted to go back to where they came from because they weren't happy in the wilderness. But the Lord took them in the wilderness to try to cause them to want to push toward the promised land. But their lack of obedience in the wilderness caused them 40 years of wandering. And all the ones except just a couple that went into the wilderness never came out alive. There had to be a whole new generation. God, whatever you do, do not allow Christian Life Church to linger in the wilderness until this congregation dies out and a new congregation has to come on. In the name of the Lord, let us prepare ourselves in the wilderness to try to get out to the promised land. I wish somebody would get what I'm preaching this morning. You're in the wilderness today. It's just a but for a moment. God's got a plan to bring us out the other side. Be faithful in the wilderness. Have faith in the wilderness. You'll come out the other side of this. It was supposed to be difficult in the wilderness. It was supposed to be undesirable. It was supposed to be hot during the day and freezing cold at night. You ever feel like your whole life is bipolar? (laughs) They were supposed to get hungry and thirsty, so they would have to depend on God. I don't understand why I'm going through. He's just wanting you to learn to depend on Him and trust Him because truly you can't do anything. They were supposed to hate the wilderness, so they would find it undesirable. I wouldn't necessarily enjoy being surrounded by poisonous, deadly snakes and scorpions. They were supposed to love God and be thankful for His daily provisions and hate the wilderness. Instead, they fell in love with the daily provisions. Mm. They loved the provisions of the wilderness so much that they became comfortable dwelling where they were supposed to just be camping. God was making a way. He was furnishing them manna and quail and water from a rock. It was intended to be temporary. Don't get so comfortable with the temporary, with the here and now. God blesses you with money. He wants to see what you're going to do with it. God blesses you with good health. He wants to see what you're going to do with it. God blesses you with a wonderful family. He wants to see how you're going to lead them. He's trying to see what your priorities really are. Because, see, you don't find out what a man's priorities are until he's living at a point of blessing. Greed doesn't show up when a man is in the wilderness. Greed shows up when a man's in the promised land. God wanted them to hate the wilderness so much that they would run into the promised land. I don't know about you, but I've been wandering in the wilderness long enough that I'm ready to leave everything behind to get to where God is wanting to take the church. I feel that God is shifting this church into a new level and I am getting ready to charge into it by faith. I'm tired. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. 
problem was is that they adjusted to wilderness mentality. They got comfortable just getting by, just satisfied with just enough. Oh, I'm not coming preaching some name it and claim it doctrine this morning, but I'm going to tell you, too many of us are satisfied with just enough gas to put in the car. Just enough to keep the lights on. Just enough to survive. Just enough to keep, uh, just enough peace to keep my sanity. But not enough to be able to sleep all night. Just enough faith to believe that I'll go to heaven when I die, but not enough faith to believe that I can walk in, in divine health. God gave them just enough in the wilderness. As a matter of fact, they couldn't even lay up for tomorrow. They had to get for today. Only what? He fed them day to day. But in the wilderness, in the wilderness, they just got by day to day. When they walked into the promised land, the land provided for them. And then they could start laying up for the future. How you handle your wilderness will depend on how soon you will move into the, the arena of your promise. They had to transition from the wilderness of just enough to the promised land of more than enough. Because when they went into the promised land, when Joshua and Caleb comes out of the promised land, they're carrying with them the grapes that were larger than anything that they had ever experienced, they come back talking about a land that flowed with milk and honey. It wasn't a land of just enough. They come back talking about, but there were giants in the land. CLC, we cannot afford to get a wilderness mentality. We've got to understand, I'm just passing through. Somebody needs to begin to tell themselves this is just temporary. I'm not going to get stuck in this mentality of just getting by. I'm going to move to the, the arena where God is going to begin to pour out upon me and I'm going to be able to handle it. I'm going to learn to walk in anointing and not get arrogant. But I, neither am I going to get stuck with the mentality of staying like I am because I'm comfortable here. I want to climb higher. I want to do more. Some have been going through it, but I don't believe it's the will of God for us to stay in the battle, stay in the struggle, because it was intended to be temporal. It's just temporary. Paul said it like this. He said, our light affliction. He must have been comparing our troubles with the suffering of Jesus because sometimes I feel like that my affliction is a heavy weight upon me. But Paul said it was a light affliction. Then, then he said, which is but for a moment or temporal, temporary. Sometimes you hear people talk about the midnight and what, what, what's happening in their life. They're going through it. The thing about midnight is it's not morning and it's not night. It's midnight. It's, it's, that, it's, that, it's that transitional moment that is moving them from the end of a day into a new day. Well, I'm going to know when my morning comes because it's going to be daylight. No more, the transition of morning happens at midnight. It's still dark. 
Could it be that in the middle of your darkness you have reached midnight and God is getting ready to say, I'm moving you into a new day. I'm moving. It's just been for a moment, but I'm moving you. It's still dark, but it's a new day. Now you've got to start living like it's a new day. This is just, you've got to start living like your answer's coming. You've got to start living like your provision is here. You've got to start living. It's still dark in my situation, but I'm in a new day. You don't understand. I have just made a transition in my life. In the middle of my darkest hour, I am moved into a brand new, oh, I wish somebody would get this this morning because I feel the virtue of God flowing through this preacher this morning. God is moving you into a new day in the middle of your darkness at the darkest hour. He is still moving you into a brand new day. Midnight only lasts 60 seconds. Could it be that in 60 seconds that you could go from pain to praise? Could it be that you could go to sickness to well in the next 60 seconds? Could it be that you could go from darkness to light in the next 60 seconds? Could it go that you could go from lost to found, from struggling to anointing, from weeping to a rejoicing, from broke to divine overflow? All it takes is one phone call. All it takes is one step of faith. All it takes is one moment in your life. Somebody ought to praise God today because you received the word from the Lord and you understand this has been a moment in my life, but I'm moving into the next season. Turn to somebody and tell them it's, it'll be over in a minute. Paul said, for our light affliction worketh for us. Even when the devil's hitting me and attacking me and attacking my body and lying to me and lying on me and attacking my marriage and attacking my finances and attacking my mind and attacking my ministry. It's working for my good. I don't see how, but it's just for a moment and I'm going to prove to God. I'm going to maintain my integrity. I'm going to maintain my prayer life. As a matter of fact, I'll just step it up in the middle of my darkest hour. Because it's good for me. I don't see how. But God says it's good for me. It's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I feel like this morning as I'm preaching, I sense in the Holy Ghost that God is getting ready to move somebody up to the next level. You're going to move to the next level. You've been in the boxing ring long enough as a, as a lightweight. You're getting, you're getting ready to move up to the next level. You're getting ready to move up to the next weight class. Come on, somebody. I'm not telling anybody you're going to gain weight. Don't get worried. But you're getting ready spiritually to move up to the next level. Your prayers are going to start carrying more weight. You've been through some things. You've learned in your dark hour. You've walked through some dark hours. You're going to know how to minister to somebody because of what you've been through. Your prayer is going to start taking more weight. Your worship's going to start being more effective. Your prayer is going to be more effectual. You're getting ready. You're going to open your mouth and start praising God. And it's going to start moving heaven. It's going to carry more weight than it's ever carried because you've been through some things. You don't understand my praise because you don't understand where I've been through you don't know what I've walked through so you're not going to understand why that I'm living where I'm living oh somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise
got to get our eyes off the pain and start focusing on our promise. I don't see my sickness anymore. All I can see is by your stripes. We are healed. I don't see my financial problem anymore because all I see is my God shall supply all my needs. I don't see my struggling in the wilderness anymore. All I see is that God is making a way for me. I don't even see the wilderness anymore. By faith, all I see is the promise. we got to start looking by eyes of faith and understanding this is just, this is just a season. This is just temporal. I see my God is able. I see my life blessed. I see my family healed. I see my children saved. I see... I see my life restored. I see my anointing coming. I see my finances blessed. Come on, you got You're not going to see it if you don't see it through eyes of faith. What I cannot see in this world, I can see through eyes of faith. I look not to the temporal, but I look to the eternal. I can see it through eyes of faith. I'm not even looking at the trouble anymore. I'm seeing through vision that God is putting my spirit. All I see for the church. Oh, pastor, is there problems? There's always problems. There's always trouble. There's always a devil fighting. But all I see is revival. All I see is the harvest. All I, you, you telling me I'm never going to get hurt? I don't know. I don't see the hurt. I don't see the pain. I see the promise. I see the harvest. I see the revival. I see the souls. I see where I'm going. Not where I've been. Oh, somebody stand to your feet and give God a shout of praise in the house. What I see through I, through my natural eyes are temporal, but what I see through the Spirit are eternal. Come on, that's it. Start talking about where you're going instead of where you've been. Start talking about the only way you can talk about where you're going is you got to forgive where you've been. you got to forget about where you've been. I've walked through some dark days. I've felt pain. I've felt hurt. I've been sick. But all I'm going to think about is where God's taken me to. Talk about where God is going to take you in the future. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and praise unto the Lord. It doesn't matter what you're going through today. I understand the pain is real. I understand the struggle is real. But God sent a preacher today to speak into your life and tell you it's just temporary. It's just but for a moment. But God is taking you into a new season. Go ahead in your worship right now. Why don't you start seeing through eyes of faith? Why don't you start believing Him for it? Start walking in your new promise. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new day. A fresh anointing. Come on, lift up your voice 
can say it's a new season. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's flowing my way. your voice and declare it in the name of the Lord. It's a new season. It's a brand new day. Oh, come on, step into it. Step into it by faith. Step into it by faith. Hallelujah. somebody by the hand right now. Tell them, come on, let's step into the new season. Let's step into the future by faith.